is Awakened Path Radio, giving you the tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Welcome to Inspirational Monday here on Awakened Path Radio. To check out all things Awakened Path, visit us at www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. We will also be launching the Awakened Path Academy for everything metaphysical and new age and new thought. And that will be that will be launched in the middle of March, and that website will be, or is, www.awakenedpathacademy.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline, excuse me, www.awakenedpathacademy.com. Now, on to today's show. Today, we have with us again... Philomena McGee, who's also known as Omena. She's a soul historian, a clairvoyant, a spiritual medium. She is a natural-born spiritual counselor, and she is a certified hypnotherapist and rebirther, a Reiki master. She is an ordinary woman with extraordinary gifts. Welcome back to Awakened Path Radio, Omena. um, Omena. It's great to have you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, how did your past work in the mental health field contribute to the work that you do with people today? It helps tremendously because, well, for 10 years solid, I worked with chronically mentally ill people, and they taught me so much that when individuals come, if they have any kind of issues in the mental health, in their mental health, or if they're on medications, oftentimes we will discuss if the medication is good for them or not, or if they need something different, or the source of their mental illness. We might go into if it's organic or was it induced by trauma or drugs, and we go from there, because there's a big difference between the two. Some people are born into the world and they come in with a mental illness and they live their lives that way. And oftentimes that's karmic. Mm. From the world I work from, if a soul goes from lifetime to lifetime and don't do the work, they have to spend a lifetime through trauma or a lifetime of chronically mentally illness to pay off all their karmic debts. Mm. Now, you're a natural born spiritual counselor what is that well when when you're being your natural self it's amazing what's available to you because it has to do with having a very strong intuition it has to do with not denying your feelings it has to do with being able to see where the other person is coming from and it has to do with just dealing with them as a not putting a label on them, but as a person who has a different set of challenges that I might have. Mm. And when I worked in the mental health field, oftentimes the 
therapist or their psychiatrist might not be able to get anywhere with the client. So they give me a ring or a call up and say, could you talk to this client for us? And I would. I'd say, sure. They'd send them down to me. They'd come in and they'd sit down scared to death. And I wouldn't ask them any questions. I would just say, tell me your story. Hmm. Wow. And that's, an, and that's a very natural way to do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take any notes in front of them. Hmm. But from the story, I might ask them a couple of questions and I would get the picture and I would say, this is the best way to work with this person. Hmm. You know, A, B, C, D, and let them have control of their own lives rather than telling them mm-hmm. what's wrong with them or what they should be doing. They know what's wrong with them. They know what's off. Right. Mentally ill people are not stupid. Right. But that's the myth. So having the background, having the social work background adds to my gifts tremendously mm. because you get people from all walks of life. Nobody's going to be on this earth and not have an issue. <laughs> you yeah, know so true. <laughs> <laughs> and they're here and they're here to work out those issues right and and it's kind of like going through they might you know tell me what they're doing and i might say well how's that working for you well it's not working for you okay mm. why would you do that to yourself mm. and that's when the fears come up fear of re- there's there's five basic fears that people deal with. And this comes into the counseling a lot too, Mm. wherever I'm doing it. Mm. It's fear of failure, Mm. fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of expression. Mm. Well, actually there's four basic fears Mm. that everybody deals with and they're irrational fears. Now, do you find, oh, sorry. Do you you find that the fear has uh, you know has an origins in probably some past like uh, past life of theirs or, or something like that is that possible that it could sort of carry oh, over that's where we get into where the fears come from because oftentimes a fear of exposure that's the fifth one mm. that's the fifth one it just mm. came to me. the fear of exposure i forgot about that one mm. so you have that can be come from their family system in this lifetime or it can definitely be carried over from a past life. Let's say if you have a lot in a past life, you might pick a family who forces you or intimidates you into those fears more. Mm. It's all about hoping you become aware and stand in your own power and not believe what people is trying to shove down your throat. Mm-hmm. And how, how, um, how, is a per- how can a person deal with or... Um, healing i suppose in in relation to this fear it, it, i mean will they ever be able to be fearless of for instance fear of failure for instance well you know which i mean i just explained to him, you know you have a new baby and it keeps getting up and falling down up and falling down on the yeah. walks is that failure no i don't think so right. <laughs> well people can relate to that because right. that's very concrete and it's very real mm. Now, what often, sometimes, if it is somebody that comes and they shut down at a very young age and made a decision in, in their present life, made a decision that they were a total failure because they couldn't accomplish something that was beyond their age, mm. sometimes I will do a little hypnotherapy on them right there on the spot and bring them back to that place. I will get the address of where they were, 
the room they might have been in. And what we do is together, because I can see where they're going, I lead them there so we can rescue that child mm. and get that part of you back where now you're going to become the parent you never had. Wow. And you're going to parent, you're going to give that child a safe room where it can grow and catch up with your chronic age mm. and mature. And it ha can happen very, very quickly, actually. When somebody is very motivated, it can happen very quickly. And when they get anxious or feel a failure or afraid, I just tell them, you just say, look, kid, I got it. I'm handling it. I teach the adult just to deal with the facts. The child deals with the feelings. The parent tells you what to do or hits you with a hammer or whatever they do. <laughs> or the nutrient parent. You have to figure out which kind of a parent you had. Mm. And then the adult just deals with the facts. Mm. So I try to get them to go play those roles because it stabilizes them. Mm. That actually stabilizes people. It gives them something to anchor on, to get all the emotions out of it. Okay, just deal with the facts. There's one lady I had one time that came and very professional, had a great job, terrible relationships. So she hated going home in the evening time because it always turned into a very, very big verbal abuse. Yeah. And I said to her, what do you do at work when your boss denies you? Should I stand up, I push my chair in, and I leave the office? Mm. Oh, I think you might do that at home. Mm. Mm. And she says, yeah, I could try that. I said, you just need to put up your finger and say, excuse me, just one minute. Then you walk out the door. Every time it starts, you walk out the door. Right, right. And... That'll break the pattern. You have, you have to interrupt the pattern with mm -hmm. something you never tried before. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah, we don't. It's that's, like, that's interesting. No one thinks about that, but yeah. No, they don't. And, and, and my part of my job is having this paradigm shift and how people, I make them aware of how they respond or do they react. Mm. Okay. And the response would be with the facts and the reaction would be with the feelings. And reactions does not work. No. Because nobody listens to you when you're angry. <laughs> no. Oh, you know, he or she was just angry. They don't. And when I was raising my kids, mm. I warned them, when I talk to you quietly, I'm deadly. <laughs> <laughs> and they got it. <laughs> and that's very true. Yes. That's yes. very true. If I'm yelling and screaming at you, who cares? Doesn't matter. We're both yelling and screaming at each other. But right. if I get to a place where I'm talking to you quietly, mm. it's done. It's done. It's over. It's done. <laughs> so look out. <laughs> that, that, I, exactly. Look out because, and I can do it so eloquently, <laughs> I don't even have to swear. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and I that's know. what it is. That's from a past life because mm. I discovered the tongue is as sharp as a sword. Mm -hmm. well, I had a lifetime in China. I was a male, of course, running an army. Mm. And anyone looked at me wrong, I just chopped off their head. Wow. And that was the end of that. Oh, yeah. I know what it feels 
was like to have power and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that now. It's okay. Right. Because I'll never do that again. Right. But I can do it with my tongue. Mm. I'm very well aware of that. And I'm very well aware not to go there. Because yeah. someone does not deserve my knowledge or my command of the English language mm-hmm. to cut them in half. Right. And I'm well aware I can do that. Right. You have to be really, really bad for me to do that. <laughs> I leave the room first. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> now, yeah. did you discover all this about yourself, um, your special abilities when you were young, like a, a child, or did it um, occur to you when you were, were much older, were an adult? It sort of evolved from the time I was a child. The clairvoyancy was always there, mm. and I was great at manifesting. Oh. When I was 16, I was in an orphanage, well, before that age, but I had to leave when I was 16. Mm. And the only thing I would settle for was to be an upstairs maid in this mansion in Ireland because mm. some of my friends were there from the orphanage, and that's where I was going. I was going nowhere else. Wow. It wasn't in my reality. And sure enough, that's where I ended up. Oh, my goodness. Yes. At that, that young age, you knew how to manifest. Yes. I didn't know what it was called. I just knew I could do it. That's amazing. And I have the, the, my sisters that came into the orphanage with me. Mm. I never had to open my mouth. Nobody ever touched them. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was, I knew, I wasn't fully aware how my energy was like then, Mm -hmm. but the nuns used to threaten me because I never was quiet, Mm. how they were going to send me to the laundries. I don't know if you ever heard of the Magdalena sisters, they made movies about them. No, I, and, but the laundries. And I said, go ahead, send me. I was very bratty, I suppose, (laughs) or very, as they would say, bold. Bold, I I think bold. bold. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I had no fear. Mm. it wasn't like because I knew I wasn't going anywhere I knew that I would mm-hmm. just go them into it mm. I would just say go right ahead go right ahead send, send me wherever you want to send me right and you of did course they did. they did now did these nuns ever try to did, were they aware of your special abilities no they no, weren't no. awake no they weren't awake but I had no fear of the nuns because I could figure out which ones were there with a true vacation and which, which ones were there just to please family. And they were mm-hmm. the angry. Mm-hmm. Now, and they would, they would try to take it out on us, but mm-hmm. I would confront them. I wouldn't let them touch any of my sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now, now, growing up and you know, you're having your abilities evolve, did you confide in any friends or your sisters about what you could do? No. No? All I heard growing up was, you're too powerful, you ask too many questions, you think you know everything. Oh, my. And I used to think, well, at first I thought that was a bad thing. Mm. But then as I got into my teen years, I thought, that's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. I don't care what they think. So I just kept on doing mostly the clairvoyancy. And then when I got into my 20s, I was married and had children. Mm. And then that's when I began to do some readings and I could do them over the phone. And God bless my ex-husband. He was not involved and didn't believe in any of that stuff. 
So I said to one of my, at that time I had a gatekeeper, a guide, and I said, look, if people want to get a hold of me, could you have them do it Friday evening after 6 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> that's when I'd get the phone calls, when I'd be in the house by myself. Hmm. That's interesting. Sometimes I say to my guides, if they're talking, they're too much chatter at nighttime. I said, look, I really want to go to sleep. Can you talk to me tomorrow in the morning, yeah. not at nighttime when I'm trying to sleep? And they will. Yes. And, and it works for the most part because sometimes they get awfully noisy and they're talking and oh, talking. Absolutely. And absolutely. And I don't go around with them on all day. Yeah. I, just, I just turn them on when I need them. Right. If I can't sleep, I just tell the angels, knock me out. <laughs> and they do. There you go. Me out. And it's when I came to this country from Ireland with a sixth grade education mm. and I was working at Friendly's as a waitress when my kids were in school and I remember going up and down the aisle and I remember getting this epiphany. Oh, I can't do this the rest of my life. <laughs> so I went and got my GED and then I went to the local college and took a test. Mm to go start a school for a placement test. Mm -hmm. And they told me I would have to take these um, extra classes, you know, for English and what it, math and something else. Mm -hmm. I came outside, this was on a Monday in April in the 80s. I came outside and I said, just like I did when I wanted my first job, I said, God, you better fix this because it's not gonna happen. You and I know if I sit for a test, it's not gonna happen, mm -hmm. I'm gonna fail. So. You want me to do this work? You better do something about it. So on Wednesday, this is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I get a letter from the college telling me all tests were wavered. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it wasn't a surprise. Did, you could do it. Well, that just reaffirmed my faith. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and then the rest is history after that. Mm. Now, and then I realized of the medium, I met. I only had one mentor in my life mm. and I knew I was going to meet him. Everybody kept telling me, oh, you won't see him for six months. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be there in April. That's when I'm meeting him. Mm. And sure enough, I did. And he knew me right away because from another lifetime. Mm. And he told me what my gifts were. Wow. He was the one that told me I was a spiritual medium. <laughs> And and then it went from there. The very first time he used to ha he used to do groups and lessons, and he invited me to sit in with one of his groups, huge big group. Mm. I sat beside him. He was a retired lawyer in a wheelchair, and he just says to me, "Now go around and give everybody a reading." <laughs> I looked at him. Are you nuts? He <laughs> says, "Just go around and do it." And then I I probably got scared for ten seconds, and then <laughs> I just did. And it just came very naturally. Mm. Mm. Now, and I do counseling with oh. people who have passed over. <gasps> wow. To the, yeah. to the For people who have passed over. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they're gone with un unresolved issues. Now, what's that like? I mean, do you go and contact them? Do they contact you? Well, they contact me. Mm-hmm. Especially if someone comes to me for a reading and somebody belonged to and passed over and if it wasn't a good passing and mm. if they had unresolved issues, then oftentimes I'll do the counseling between both. One of the keys to healing, and this is where a lot of people 
tell you, oh, you have to forgive them. Oh, you have to forgive them. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to forgive mm -hmm. them. You have to forgive yourself for allowing it to happen. Because mm -hmm. nothing happens without your permission. That's the free will. Mm -hmm. And that can happen. You can give permission on a soul level, on a mental level, on an emotional level. And it's becoming aware. I worked with a woman who had very... Um, historical issues with her father and her in the, in the sexual nature mm -hmm. and her father had passed away but her father kept coming to her mm -hmm. for forgiveness and when I was working through this it came to me that he wants forgiveness from her because then he doesn't have to do the work oh huh. he needs to forgive himself mm -hmm. Or doing it and she needs to let go and that's a process mm -hmm. i'm not saying this work is easy but it's a process but it definitely can be done and that's where i go with the deep part with people and i don't guess at it so it's gonna if they want to hear it they're going to hear it and if they don't want to hear it if they're not ready then i respect that too wow now you do so much work and you're involved with so much in regards to the healing and helping people. How do you see this work that you're doing as helping to better, better the universe, but raise the uh, vibrational energies of the planet? Well, one thing, one thing for sure, when somebody comes to me and they absolutely can't stand anybody, mm. they have a choice. They can stay in there and they can be cursing them and yelling at them and screaming at them in their head. That affects your vibrations. Mm -hmm. Or they can just simply say, as I tell them, well, if it's someone I don't like really, really well, I have God bless them a million times or 10 million times <laughs> or 9 million times, whatever it is. I said, if you, keep, if you train your brain to do that, you'll find eventually it fades away because you can't do anything about that person. And you mm -hmm. can't change them, but mm -hmm. you most certainly can bless them, whatever your religious background is. I don't care if it's with a daisy, a rose, God, goddess, whatever. The point is you're putting out a positive energy mm -hmm. because they need more help than you or I do, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And they're just on their journey trying to learn maybe how whatever they're doing or they're teaching us tolerance maybe. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that just bless them. Get them out of your area and just bless them a million times. That helps to raise the vibrations. Hmm. When you think clearer and you think more positive, that raises your bodily vibrations and it raises the earth vibrations because energy attracts energy. Hmm. I, I always think of my mind as a universal mind. Everything is in the universe and all you have to do is ask. Of course, you have to know how to listen. But all you have to do is ask. And I've always been insatiable with my questions and my curiosity. Mm. And I'm sure that has contributed a great deal to whatever knowledge they're going to share with me. Mm -hmm. Because I want to know. I have actually worked with other people who have gifts. And they get stuck. And I go, well, why don't you ask? They never think of asking. No, you know, <laughs> we always want to see someone else to get, we think that the answer is with outside of ourselves all the time and that we have to go 
to somewhere to get an answer. And sometimes we do have to go to somebody else because we have to know that we can receive. Right. Otherwise, we're just totally arrogant. Mm-hmm. True. Because we're not that, people are not that much different. They all bleed red blood. Mm-hmm. You know? That's, that's and emotions true. are the same. Right. Right. So it's, it's about educating people to that and training their brain. You name it, you claim it, you own it, you heal it, you let it go. Mm. Letting go is the, hard, is the tough part. That's the tough part because that means you have to surrender mm-hmm. and you have to feel and people don't want to feel. No, that makes them feel, makes them vul- think that they're vulnerable. And well, they are. <laughs> right, right. And we feel it. And, well, you, find, you find a safe place, a safe person right. that you can be vulnerable with. Mm. Or, you know, I often ask people, well, how do you take care of yourself? Or what do you mean, how do I take How do you comfort yourself? Do you mm. have those abilities to comfort yourself? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. You'd be amazed at the amount of people. And I tell them what I do. Well, I get on the couch with my blanket and my cup of tea. And if I want to, if I want to be sad or suffering or whatever I want to be for half an hour, that's what I'm going to be for half an hour. Just let it happen. Right. And that's how I take care of myself. Mm. And it's surprising how when you do that, you get up and it's all gone. Mm. Because it was released. Exactly. And you will learn how to detach. Mm -hmm. Detaching with love is probably one of the most difficult things as letting go is. Because people misunderstand love. Love is, you can love somebody on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like them. Right. I tell people that all the time. You can love them. You don't have to like them. You don't have to like their personalities, but you always can love them. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to live with them and take care of them and, you know, make them all better. No, you just send that love out because mm-hmm. there's another soul on the journey. Mm-hmm. The personality is different. You don't like the personality? That's fine. Be honest with it and stay out of the way. Mm. Yeah, but you know. I allow three buts. <laughs> then I am. And then I ask permission if I can hit you with a cosmic two by four. <laughs> it's better than I used to hit with a two by four. So I learned to do a cosmic two by four. <laughs> it's it's like reality therapy, I guess you could say. Right. Well, it's a beautiful words spoken, uh, Philomena. And um, so, what's next for you? What are you going? What are you? doing next are well you- i have I, I have three books written that i have to do something with nice one is all about the soul of god so that gives you the whole history and all the gifts of the soul mm. you know it works through all of that mm. the other one is for the love of god that's the untold story of jesus christ on earth oh wow why he came and the other one i haven't started on yet it's for christ's sakes get it right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some, you know, there's some humor in it. Right. I've had a lifetime. I've had a lifetime with Jesus when he was on the earth, and a lot of the people I run into that I've come close to are also were there then too. And um, I was just writing maybe ten years ago, frantically writing for a whole week, and all mm. this stuff just came out. Wow. So it, it, it's still sitting there and I keep thinking, well, maybe it's not time yet. I'm, a, I'm great for the time being right. I'm great for 
waiting. I have pa- I have no patience with people, mind you. But patience as far as all this stuff has to unfold. Hmm. Now, I have great patience with clients. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect too much of co-workers. I expect them to be. Yeah, to be right. You know? And one of the things that I discovered, which taught me more compassion and more empathy, hmm. I learned how to deal with it. I have to wait till people catch up with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know how annoying that is? Well, when you're miles and light years ahead, it can be a little uh, annoying, probably. Oh, it's like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a problem solver. Mm. And I can go boom, 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 there. Mm. Well, it doesn't do a damn bit of good because you have to wait till everybody catches up with you to the same place. Mm. And I learned that in my work, in my work mm. history. Mm. And, and <laughs> I don't take no for an answer, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know how it's done. All I do know, and it doesn't have to be for me. Most times, it is not for me. Most mm. times, whoever I'm advocating for. Right. Well, Philomena, we've reached the end of our show, and it's been such a pleasure speaking with you again on our show. So, how might listeners contact you and learn about all the wonderful offerings you have? Well, they can go to my website, O-M-E-N-A-777.com, or they can go to my email, OminaCenter777 at gmail.com, or they can contact Richard at 860-871-6071. Yeah. I think that's the right one. I hope that's the right one. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> and leave a message, and he'll get back to you within twenty-four hours. It's six zero eight seven one six zero seven one. Yeah, I think that's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> it just went zoom. <laughs> well, Philomena, I enjoyed speaking with you again on our show, and I encourage you to continue doing the great work that you're doing out there. Absolutely. I will. And thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us on Awakened Path Radio. Please check us out at www.awakenedpathonline.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Breen, and you are listening to Awakened Path Radio, giving you tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. Namaste and blessed day.